When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back to a Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes, and this afternoon I'm joined by Kev McCluskey and Jerry Taylor. We are talking about Dundee nil, Celtic nil. Kev McCluskey's dominant of performances I've seen in a 45-minute period for Celtic, but we just lack that killer edge, that cutting edge at the end. Uh, the clinical finishing, Kiel goes off it a wee bit. Palmer's in the moods. Scales is dangerous from corners, yet we can't find that breakthrough yet. Yeah. Um, it's it's been a really dominating performance. Uh, so we've dominated, but without completely dominating in a way, if that makes sense, right? We could be four. Oh, really, mate? Did you game. explain that? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But but we haven't been cutting through them in that way. So we've dominated possession. We've dominated on chances or on shots, but we haven't really dominated them. In the, but I don't think we're really creating like clear chances that much I mean that said we could have scored four Kyogos was a clear chance but then Scales uh, I've got Bernardo were, uh, were from set plays um, Palma's misheader at the end which I've no idea how he managed to miss also right. kind of came from a set play so I mean like mm-hmm. an open play we've not really been cutting them open but I mean that's four chances right? we could be four nothing up you've got the feeling that a goal is coming. It has to be at some point because I don't want to have to repeat what you said just before we came on air, Paul. If it doesn't come, um, <laughs> but uh, but it, you know, it's been a good performance. All that's been yeah. lacking is a goal. We need to have a wee bit more cutting edge, that clinical final pass, um, and we need to get a goal. But there's enough there to suggest that we will get one in the second half, uh, and. What we spoke about as well beforehand with Jerry with that need for a clean sheet, the defence has looked fairly settled for anything that's had to deal with. Been a couple of times they've maybe got in behind, but we've dealt with everything. So good first half, just need to go. Yeah, yeah. And it was the same story at Celtic Park, Jerry. That's what we spoke about before the game. 
Uh, you forget that at half-time at Celtic Park, we were sitting in the, the bulletin talking about the same things that we're discussing just now. We got the penalty in the second half. It opened up. We won 3-0. Um, Celtic dominated possession, absolutely. Um, get what Kev says, the amount of chances we've created. And Dundee haven't been in it. Uh, they've been the usual, uh, you know, resolute in defence. I think the left-backs are particularly good wee player. Um, somebody maybe we should be keeping an eye on. I think he's on loan it from Liverpool. Is that, Liverpool. is that right, Kev? Um, and, and actually, I'm going to start on that winger because we'll, we've been waiting for Maida to come back. Jerry, but he's not hit his stride yet, has he? He's really up against it with young uh, Owen Beck. I think he's a, a top talent, that young kid. Yeah, I've seen a few people speaking about him online as well, and I was just going to pass that off this morning until you beat me to it there. I'd never heard him up until then. Damn you, Paul John. Um But I, he said, when, when it comes to Maida, I think he always needs a couple more games to come back into it um, if he's been out. I wouldn't judge him too much on it just now. The good thing is we're creating the chances. A few weeks back, we didn't know where a goal was coming from, but you can sense that it's... Don't want to jinx it, but it's, it's going to come. Um, it's a load of missed chances. Uh, Kyogo needs to bury that. He needs to bury that. Uh, I don't know if it's just that he's he's surprised that he's got such a clear-cut chance because of the way the games have been going in the past that he's just... I don't know. He had a smile on his face after he missed it, so I don't know if I should be happy that he's not too frustrated and he thinks that a goal is still going to come. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I remember he, he missed a penalty against uh, Kilmarnock at Rugby Park and the same thing happened. They walked away smiling and nobody cared because we were 4 nothing up after about 30 minutes. Uh, it's obviously just in his nature that he, he's not or he's trying not to let these things really get him down, affect his confidence, his state of mind. But he should be burying that, uh, Kevin. I want to start off with, with Kyogo. We've spoken about Maida, you know, pining for his return. He comes in, he's not made an impact yet. But I think Jerry's right. It takes him a wee while to get his stride. Um, I wouldn't be making any knee-jerk substitutions at half-time. I know Yang has made an impact in the past. Uh, I can just imagine the groans of Mikey Johnson or James Forrest comes on for Maida. Um, I, and I'm, I wouldn't be calling or expecting uh, any kind of change at half-time. But the Kyogo chance... We know, you know, from day one, he was missing chances, Kev. I remember in some of the early European games, bizarrely enough, you know, where he was on the same park as he was replacing Edouard. You forget these things. And um, he missed two or three chances before he scored a goal. And I remember having a conversation at the time, this is a striker who'll miss a few. Um, but that that was guilt-edged. He's got to score. Um, he had a wee bit of time to think. Sometimes that's not a good thing for an instinctive striker. That's the chance of the game, though. Oh, absolutely. And without any question of it, he should score that. Um, I think uh, was it Chris Sutton says in the commentary, he could maybe try and take it round Carson and then he's got an open goal to shoot it in there. I think he's actually taking the right option to take it when he has. It's a decent effort, but a striker of Kyogo's quality should score that. Um, and he is a player that you say that will that will miss chances and we know that the thing was he could get away with it more in the Ange and his system because he was getting more chances and so if he missed two or three in the game it was fine because he was getting another two or three because the whole attack was based around hitting the byline crossing the ball into the near post for him to attack now he's maybe only getting two or three chances in a game if that because he maybe only gets five touches of the ball sometimes so he needs to be, again, that word more clinical when he gets those chances. 
But, you know, him coming away with the wee wry smile, it's fine because I think he believes in himself that the next chance he gets, he'll score it. We've just got to create that next chance for him. No, you're right. I'm going to bring in some of the comments coming in. Paul McLean, welcome to the show. You're commenting on YouTube. If you want to get involved in the action and comment live, just subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's free of charge. Hit the notifications bell. Daily content uh, all year round. Took a day off yesterday, right enough. Uh, lazy, lazy man. But uh, we've got loads of other plans for 2024 with new content. Uh, the, the look of the studio is going to be changing, as is the look of the, the camera. Unfortunately, the look of the, the host can't change that much. Paul McLean, Kyogo being wasteful is not the manager's fault. I think this comes back, Jerry, to that conversation we've had all season about the way that he's being deployed by Brendan Rogers. And then Brendan came out and said, you know what? I've not told him to do anything differently. Um, and Kyogo obviously was going through that wee spot where he wasn't scoring goals. Um, the goal that he scored against Dundee, I was looking at this earlier on, the goal he scored against Dundee in the home game, we have played uh, 14 league games since then. He scored three goals. So he's not on a prolific run, but he got the goal against Livy, didn't he? He got the goal against Livingston. And I'm a wee bit on the same kind of boat or bus or train or whatever you want to call it as Kevin McCluskey in that I just think you leave him on we play as we're playing and it'll come. Yeah, I think so. Like I said earlier, it's not one of those games you're like, I don't see where a goal's coming from. <clears throat> and I think we've got to remember it's Kyogo here. <clears throat> if he gets another chance, I think he's going to put it away. He usually does if he misses one. Uh, but is he going to get that chance? Is it all going to come on? I want to see the two of them up front today. I want to get them, get them on, give them a good half hour together. If we're not if we haven't scored, or even if we have scored, to be honest, I just... I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. I think with Kyogo, I think I don't know if the pressure got to him at the beginning of the season because he became like one of our best players, and if he's just going through this, he's just having a bad season. Like he said, like Roger said, he's not really told him to do much different. So it'll be interesting to see what he does in the second half. I'm hoping he's we smile after he's missed. Meant I'm going to put the next one away. The thing is, Jerry, the thing that I have noticed in the last two games, uh, and, and this game as well in the first half, we are now playing what I would suggest two Kyogo strengths, in that Palma in particular, Palma's been a player of the first half, right? He's created, he's tried his shots uh, himself, cutting inside to, to try an effort. The header, he's got to bury that, by the way. I'm not going to give him too much of right. a hard time. He's got to bury that header. Um, but I think that we've been playing to Kyogo's strengths on the left-hand side, certainly, Again, with, with Greg Taylor doing the overlap, but it's mainly coming from Palmer Kev, whereby he is. He's cutting on the outside rather than on his favoured right foot. And the balls are coming in. I mean, Kyogo's had plenty of the, the ball in, in the box. I think in the, the game against um, Hearts, Kyogo had the ball in the box four times. Ball was being laid off to him, you know, and it does come down. Eventually, it comes down to Kyogo. comes down to him, you know, creating a wee bit of space, that yard of space, and scoring. Um, the type of player that, you know, even if he has a stinker in the second half here, 
I'd still I wouldn't bet against him to score the winner against Rangers on Saturday. That that's the type of player Kyogo is. I always go on to the three high points of the season for him. The two Champions League goals that he scored, Lazio, Atletico Madrid, and the goal against Rangers. The the player's still there, Kev. He's not falling off a cliff. Um, is it confidence? I know that he's got the wee wry grin after the miss. Is it a confidence thing with you, Kev? I think that comes into a big time. Aye. Uh, there's certain areas in the park where I think players tend to be more confidence-type players and centre-forward's one of them. So if you go on a run at eight games without a goal, that's bound to get to you. If you go on a run of 15 games or so that he's played this season without the team playing to your strengths and you're working your arse off to get your chances and to get your goals, it's bound to get to you after a while. So I think naturally his confidence will be a little bit down, but he seems to be quite a resilient guy and he seems to be a big game player. So aye, if he doesn't score in the next 45 minutes, as long as we win the game, I don't really care. I'd trust him to score against Rangers on Saturday because he's that kind of player. The big games, he turns up and he seems to just put everything else behind him and he can get the goal in that. So I've got no real worries about him, but... It would just be great to see him score again, get two and two games, and then that just lifts everything. It's like getting that monkey off his back and getting the first Champions League goal. Mm-hmm. You know, The goal against Livingston could be a flash in the pan and he could go on another eight-game run without a goal, or he could score again today. Confidence is back, and you'd, you'd put your money on it to score again on the, at the weekend. Yeah, definitely. The, the thing is... I think we've seen that. The, the floodgates opened when he scores his first goal against Rangers. The same thing happened in the Champions League. Martin, you don't have to worry, my friend. Uh, there was another Martin who on Boxing Day thought, let's subscribe to a Celtic channel and post Union Jacks all over the place. It's a strange pastime, Martin, but you're safe, my man. You're fine. It was somebody else and they have been kicked off the chat. Smell the golf. Why didn't the manager buy a third striker in the summer? I think, um, I, I do think we were, we were, genuinely interested in Fitzgarden, whose name has come back into the equation in the last few weeks. And the bids were made. <coughs> did did we go up to four, four and a half million for him, I think, at that point? This is where the frustration comes in, I think, Jerry, because, you know, we're back in the market for a striker in the uh, January transfer window. You're looking for something. You're looking on that bench. We know what O can give you. He had a wee purple patch a few weeks ago, let's not forget. Won his place in the team. He was scoring goals. But we've been crying out for a third striker, you know, and, and it's, for me, I think we have been uh, looking to bring him in. But the frustration thing, the frustrating rather thing for me is, you know, if they're, if they're club, if Bromby wanted an extra one and a half, two million quid, but we're too busy spending money on Tilio and um, Lagerbielk and Norosky, guys that don't play. This is what frustrates me about the buying process, Jerry. If you've got a guy and you really need a centre-forward, you really need a left-back, and you know, you're arguing the toss over a million or a couple of million quid because you've already scooshed it on another player who's not going to play. This is a frustration for me, Jerry, when it comes to buying players. Yeah, I think I think what happened, the boat was rocked, wasn't it? Because our, the long-term priorities was your left-back and your striker, but due to what happened, the short-term priority became centre-backs. And that's where mm. a, a lot of the focus went towards the end of the transfer window. It was panic, it was like... Going to need to get you like seeing that Phillips in when when, it was, when Narovsky and all that was getting injured. So I, I'm not going to judge that transfer window. I, I'm going to judge January because they need to act and it needs to be the best January transfer window we've had in a hell of a long time. 
in a hell of a long time. That means ins and outs because if folk aren't going out, this, if there's any toxicity, oh, I could say it. I couldn't say that when we did our Wonder Round Paradise. It's not the easiest. It's not the easiest. It's no, I don't know why I keep using it. I don't know why I keep using it. Anyway, we need to get all the negative energy that's, that might be around that, uh, that changing room just now. So it's huge transfer business coming up in January, and I'll judge it then. I'll give them the thumbs. The thing with that, Jerry, mm-hmm. it's it's not like we're speculating. It's just a fact of any workplace. If there's fifteen, uh, you know, members of the team who are not playing, they're not going to be happy. It's as simple as that. Um, there will be no panic buys, just panic. Uh, that's one for all you eighties kids that they're only an excuse. Let's go back to the second half. I'm not concerned at the moment. I'm keep, keeping calm uh, as I was against uh, Livingston and uh, also against Dundee at Celtic Park and I'm pretty sure we can get the breakthrough. Ewan Martin uh, says we should be four or five up. Absolutely, yeah. We need that clinical edge, uh, Ewan, and hopefully we'll get it in the second half. They'll get a wee bit of a rocket uh, at halftime from Brennan Rogers, and we can push on and win this game. Set us up nicely for Saturday. Thank you, every single one of you, for getting involved in the chat. Come back at full time, and we'll talk about it a little bit more. Thank you to Kevin McCluskey and Jerry Taylor for joining me on A Celtic State of Night. Podcast Network.